Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. You're listening to Symphony for a Spider Plant from the 1976 album Mother Earth's Plantasia. It's pretty trippy, right? This unique record is part of a whole genre of music that's made for plants. Yeah, you heard that right. Well, given the sound, you might assume it's scored with wind chimes, a maraca, maybe a bass guitar. But Mother Earth's Plantasia is, in fact, an early example of electronic music. In the late 1970s, composer Mort Garson got one of the very first synthesizers and wrote this album, which was sold in a small plant store in L.A. It later became a cult favorite. If you like what you're hearing, you can head over to the Garfield Park Conservatory tomorrow and Monday for Plantasia. It's a multi-sensory experience for music fans with a green thumb. We recently spoke with an event organizer, Brent Heil, and a multi-instrumentalist performing in the duo Dawi, Jan Wallen. Now Jan starts by telling us more about what sets Plantasia apart. The, the album is really doesn't sound like anything, or when I first heard it, I hadn't heard anything like it. Yeah, um, It's an album that really um, imbues the listener with serenity. Like it makes me feel Mm. uh, calm. And um, I always like to um, enhance my calm. Yeah, Uh, I want to sign up for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to turn up the calm, even though that might sound uh, contradictory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, Mort Garson, um, I'm I'm not, I can't remember the name of the plan shop, but he basically made a record for the plants to listen to. And um, I enjoy listening to it, again, to enhance my calm. But I have played it for my plants before, and they seem to dig it. Yeah, I think the plant shop was Mother Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mother Earth uh, over in L.A. Um, Wow, I love that. Uh, In 2019, uh, Brent, uh, it's re-released by Sacred Bones Records. Is is this the catalyst for the event that's happening? It is, yeah, absolutely. Explain Plantasia for for us, for the folks who don't quite get it just yet. Sure. So in 2019, Sacred Bones, uh, amazing record label out of of New York, uh, had gotten gotten with uh, Mort Garson's estate and um, reissued this, you know, that record uh, was highly sought after, hard to to get your hands on. They reissued it, uh, wide acclaim. Uh, around that time, they decided to do a few um, pop-up events uh, across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it naturally we or coincidentally um, we reached out to them around this time, like, "Oh, would you like to do something?" Not knowing they were already planning these events, we we're like, "Oh, would you like to do something in Chicago?" There's this gorgeous uh, conservatory here. Uh, we could host an event in there. And coincidentally, they're like, "Yes, we're." Playing and do these things. So, uh, basically, what Plantasia is is just an opportunity to hear not only uh, the album uh, in a beautiful setting like the conservatory, but yeah. hear new renditions of those songs. And the nice thing about the event 
you know, this is the fourth year we're doing it. It's become an opportunity for um, for people to create new music for plants. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that this is the fourth year. And this year, you're doing uh, two days instead of one. Yeah. Uh, the the last three years we've done it, we, we've always sold out uh, the, you know, it's become sort of something that people look forward to year after year. And uh, we're expanding it uh, into two days this year, different lineups each day. Mm-hmm. Um, the format that we that we found that works is, you know, we're flying in a few um, guest musicians to do their own full sets. And then we have a lot of local musicians doing renditions of the record. And when I say renditions, it's, you know, it's pretty, some, some are doing straight up covers, whereas mm-hmm. others are just doing loose interpretations. Right. I love the the flexibility there with that. And with that, let's talk about your music, Jan. Um, sure. So typically, you perform under the name We on We? Correct, yeah. Uh, but not for Plantasia. So talk about the We, because I understand that that, as I mentioned before, is it's a collaboration with you and, and Angel Batawid. Ba- Correct, yeah. Um, so Da We was um, it kind of like many of my musical uh, notions just popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. Um I met Angel through Instagram. Um, I had seen her perform at Talia Hall. She's so awesome. <clears throat> she is. We've my... had her on the program before, and yeah. she blew everyone away. Yeah. Uh, she is my infinite sister from another mister, is how I refer <laughs> to her. Um, but, yeah, I just basically, um, I wanted to work with her, and I just smashed our names together. So Angel Bat, Dawi, We on We. So Dawi is just, you know, the intersection of those two things. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the sound? So this the sound is rooted in um, Afrofuturism, but not. So when I came up with Dawi, I decided to create a mythology to go with it. Okay. And the notion was uh, decentralizing the white gaze of Afrofuturism, right? So in Afrofuturism, all of it is based upon the notion that... Um, Black people in the future will have finally properly overcome or they're all kind of based on the diaspora. So I wanted to make some Afrofuturism that was non-diasporic in its in its leanings. Mm-hmm. So when I was creating the mythology for Dawi, um, they are not black people. They are the essence of what it means to be black. Mm. And so we started composing music um, from that mindset um, that the Dawi, even though they are not of the diaspora, when those that are suffering within the diaspora are wailing to the heavens for relief, the Dawi is who hear them and they then imbue them back with the essence of blackness to uh, allow them to overcome their situations. Yeah, well, well, let's let's get a feel for the work that you produce with this uh, collaboration. Let's listen to a track with a bit of a provocative name. It's called Little Black Ass Prince. I mean, talk about 
what you said earlier, Jan, which is, you know, I, I like to turn up the, the serenity, right? And yeah, turn up the calm. the calm, yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting. Yeah, this here. I, I, I see what you're what you're what you're saying here. How will your performance at Plantasia, you think, differ from what we're listening to right now? Um, well, it'll will there be, be some similarities. Yeah. So um, anytime Angel and I perform, um, most if most of it is improvised. Um, Angel's a classically trained uh, musician. I am all self-taught. Mm-hmm. And for many years, I thought that that was my Achilles heel. Like I don't have theory. I'm, I'm not able to improvise in that way. But then performing with Angel um, allowed me to tap into that part of myself and just kind of really express myself. So um, the performance, um, you know, at uh, Plantasia, it'll really just be uh, she and I um, communicating. Like we rarely get a chance to practice. She's always running around all over the world and I work a full-time job. And then so really when we get on stage, um, that's when we have the conversation about what we're going to do. But that conversation is is musical and not verbal. There's there's a call and response that happens, and we just kind of let the music um, decide what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, in in that environment, which is a, the conservatory, is a kind of serene environment, um, even when there's no music in there. Right. And then so we're going to um, be using the the fauna to help us uh, become more calm. And Brent, you talked earlier about you know finding artists for this sort of, of festival. But I wonder, are you also maybe such a super fan that, that they find you, that this music finds you? Yes, I, I, absolutely. It's you know year, year after year, there's there's different different folks that have reached out asking specifically about the event, and that's that's one of my favorite things about it is that it it almost feels like a I don't know like a homecoming for that for the kind of community that gravitates around this type of music. Yeah, and to be able to you know at the conservatory we're able to put speakers throughout the entire facility and so the being able to walk among the plants and hear the music throughout the whole space really just sets such a tone there's nothing i've ever experienced like it and and yeah people are kind of coming out of the coming out of the woodwork asking to be a part of it i absolutely love this i I remember the first time we had uh guest i think it was a regular segment where we were talking about we often check in on you know how do we take care of our plants you know as the seasons change etc and we'll have folks from the conservatory and and so forth come on and I remember once the advice was, you know, just talk to them. <laughs> and right. I thought, oh, that's that's wild. Why would I talk to my plants? Yeah. And she went on to say, you know, no, you really do have to show them love. That's yeah. a, that's an actual thing. And it, it's it's all it also does something to your to your mind as well to consider the idea of doing something for your plants, like looking at the plants and like trying to just put yourself in that in that space it, there's there's something interesting that happens and, and it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing yeah here's a little bit from uh, natural information society it's a band on the bill for day two of the the festival this song's called moontide chorus let's listen This is definitely an eclectic sound, Brent. Yep. Right? Um, not an electric sound, though. So what gives there? Totally. Uh, so, you know, the the first year we, 
we started out, we were we very much wanted to do um, as many synth synth players as we could. You know, Mark the the record is very obviously a synth sort of masterpiece. People look look to it as mm-hmm. inspiration for specifically synth music. But as we've gone on, uh, kind of what went to my note earlier about creating new music for plants is we we've expanded beyond just uh, synth music. So this year there's you know, a lot of players from the jazz scenes, um, experimental scenes that don't necessarily use synth. Um, so <clears throat> it, it just creates a, a nice amount of variety. And that, that's part yeah. of the reason we're expanding to two days is, um, you know, just get, get more of a feel and hear from different folks that um, are creating this like, ambient experimental music, mm-hmm. experimental music that we like so much. What are you looking forward to most from Plantasia? Um. Well, I mean, so when I played the first Plantasia in 2019, mm-hmm. it was my first time performing solo in about 15 years. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, and it was my first might, time. Was that jarring? It was jarring. Um, a friend of mine, um, Whitney Johnson, who performs as Matches, um, she asked me to do it. And um, <clears throat> I did it, and I met, it was my introduction into uh, the community here. And I am someone who never... Uh, in my life had any sense of community. I've always been kind of a loner um, or ostracized. And so um, doing that performance, I have, you know, made friends that I'm still very close with to this day. And so I'm looking forward to, um, you know, meeting new musicians there that are part of the local community or if they're from, if they were flown in, um, you know, they're part of the community Mm -hmm. um, that I can be in elsewhere. That's wonderful. And um, also one of the things that like the Plantasia show that I did and the ones that I've attended in this one coming up makes me uh, really have gratitude for and and think about is the notion that um, a lot of times people, when they speak, they'll say we live in the universe and we don't live in the universe. We are the universe. Like we are a part of the universe. Like it's not our house. Mm -hmm. And so I think Plantasia... um, the way I feel when I'm listening to music there, the, the the vibe that's in the crowd is very much like we're all together and the individual um, kind of melts away and it's kind of the collective. And so I'm really excited to, um, you know, be lucky enough to have that feeling yeah. again and to, and to share that bond with people through music and plants. That's awesome. Well, before we go, Brent, maybe a few more highlights on the lineup for the show and where folks can get tickets. Sure. Yeah. Uh, really excited to have Laraji out. Very rare appearance. Um, Alex Zhang Hungtai, uh, previously known as Dirty Beaches. Um, Dustin Lorenzi, Surgery Boys. <clears throat> Incredible mix of folks. Yeah. Uh, you can get tickets at EmptyBottle.com. Um, tickets are almost gone for Sunday, but uh, tickets available for Monday. Get your tickets, folks. That's Brent Heil and Jan Wallen. If you are a plant lover or a music fan, you got to check out Plantasia this weekend at the Garfield Park Conservatory. Thank you so much for coming in, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having us.
This Reset Conversation was produced by Ethan Schwab, who also edited it along with Dan Tucker. Get Reset in your inbox Monday through Friday by subscribing to our newsletter. You'll get the biggest headlines, see what we're covering on the show, and some recommendations for what to see and do in Chicago. Just go to wbez.org slash Reset News to sign up. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Enjoy your three-day weekend. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. As I take into account all the miracles that have happened through me, I can only do one thing, simply bliss out for days and days. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.